Ah shit, here we go again. Again. This is Grand Theft Podcast. Hello and welcome to part two of episode three of Grand Theft Podcast, where with the help of Michael, our first guest, we're taking a look back at the huge game that is San Andreas. We're going to pick up the discussion where we left off last week, and we're going to ask Michael to hang around to help us with the NPC dialogue and answer a couple of questions. Enjoy the episode. Um, so yeah, we, we, we go on a little mission round with, with the truth. Uh, we pick up a couple of uh, mechanics from the old Vice City dockyards, mm. uh, and there's a lovely little line in there that uh, once the mob bought up the dockyards, these guys decided to get out. So this is obviously Tommy Versetti <laughs> taking over Vice City, uh, and yeah, we yeah. have Dwayne and Jethro, uh who oh, yeah. are two two guys well one's a hot dog seller who just <laughs> just all about hot dogs uh the other they're they're both very uh i think both of them feel that they probably owe zero some money in some way shape or form uh of which yeah. zero can't remember um yeah. but they're recruited in to, to um to start up the the new business in san fierro i do get the feel that uh, i don't know if you guys get a similar vibe here but in the same way in vice city when you are compiling your team for the heist and it, it turns out they're not really the a team they're barely the b team it's questionable if they're the c team uh, you once again in gta san andreas you just find yourself seemingly surrounded by uh mediocre at best yeah. co uh, companions uh, they'll do. They'll do. Uh, just exactly all manner of uh yes, characters yeah, yes true. and and you know, again, I love the little storytelling mechanic in that, you know, the incompetence means that you probably have to go off and do most things yourself. Uh, I think yeah. it actually gets to the point where <laughs> where um, I think something's mentioned, a couple of characters go off and it's just like, no, 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 let me deal with it. I'll go off and I'll do this and uh, yeah. I'll be back later on. Um, the third of the third of which is um, David Cross's character, Zero. Um, yep. Fucking Zero. Mm. I <laughs> both love and hate Zero. Um, he himself, yeah. I love David Cross. I love his characters and things. Arrested Development yeah. is, is mm. well, while I'm watching it, it's my favorite <laughs> sitcom. Yeah. Uh, or at least three seasons of it is. Um, and yeah. it, it, he, he goes, he carries on. He's, he's your Avery yeah. of San Andreas because mm. he uh, decides that he has this yeah. rivalry with um with Berkeley uh his old school nemesis when uh zero won the the science fair uh and Berkeley's been hell bent on wrecking his yeah. business ever since um he decides to go into uh model aircraft uh and remote control vehicles and gives a series of missions that I don't I I think they're I think they're uh, mandatory. I, I don't think you can skip them and carry on. And three, I think so. There's three three missions. So yeah. you have air raid, supply lines, and new army models. But uh, on my notes here, in brackets, each of them is optional. Ah, fuck. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm pretty okay. sure this is why I didn't finish it the very first time I I picked up and played. I was just like, nah, I'm not gonna just. Yeah, man, these RC missions in this franchise just. Oh. Mm. All starts with a uh, demolition man from um, from Vice City, and yeah. ever since then, these missions have just become so infamous with the series. And I don't know whether it is just the the controls or just the the actual mechanics of everything, but it is just it's a hindrance. Like it it, it doesn't 
it's not easy it's really really no. not easy to do these missions and like th- at many a point this is like everyone's kind of rage quit moment where they will throw the controller and just say no nah, no nah, i'm not doing this sort of thing yeah listen man you don't want to be playing this version of mobile when you're on the quiet coach on the train <laughs> <laughs> uh, not so quiet coach on the train. exactly yeah yeah, absolutely inferior. The last one is actually quite good fun. Uh, I, I must admit, I don't mind. New model army, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that one at all. Yeah. Um, but standing on top of that bloody roof, retrying <laughs> with a, uh, uh, that mission over and over again. Yeah. Um, with a minigun trying to take down RC planes. <laughs> but yeah, they are a staple. Oh dear. Uh, and it wouldn't really yeah. be a game, a uh, GTA game without them, uh, unfortunately. Uh, awesome uh yeah so uh we've got um we've got those missions from zero um we've got uh uh jizzy b who mm-hmm. introduces you to mike torino uh we'll get into and then obviously we've got the big list of missions from uh woozy as well yes woozy is he's one of the coolest the camas characters um one of my favorite characters i have to say woozy's ace i also think uh, and i'm i'm just uh Full disclosure, I'm coming fresh off having listened to your Vice City podcast, but in that same way that um, I think it's Colonel Cortez in which, although in his own way he is a master criminal and in the real world would not be a desirable person to have around because of his criminal connections, within the criminal world of GTA, with that, there is an aspect of honour amongst thieves where he feels like woozy feels like a trustworthy character very much yeah i don't think there's any ambiguity even when you you kind of meet him uh outside that first race um mm. I, I don't think there's any suspicion from the player's point of view or even you know cj's point of view um and as you go further into it you, you do realize that he's got that kind of moral yeah. code as, you, as it were um mm. as he's setting up the casino later on uh you know he talks about cj just says why don't you just give them a cut and he's yeah. he kind of explains the way that it's broken down into to how he wants to make the mm. profit um and eventually bring cj on as a partner so yeah definitely there's a yeah. trust there that you get from woozy um just because he's mm. he's you don't i mean maybe because you don't actually see him do anything bad there's conversations mm. he tells he gives cj information and cj just kind of takes that information and knows what to do yeah. with it um you don't actually see woozy o- uh, offering any orders uh, in any way shape or form that i that i recalled at least um although there's some there's some interesting stories there's a there's a point where he's setting up the the casino uh and carl comes in and they're talking about um one of the the italian fali- yeah. families and cj's right time in front of the car i'll go out there and scare the shit out of him and the whole time in the background there's a telephone repairman uh in the floor like under the the floorboards trying to fix all the phone wires and stuff just like listening <laughs> in to all this it's, it's, it's a wonderful little bit of cutscene in there and of course the, yeah. one of the best quotes in there uh, in the game is woozy i know you're blind but you gotta see this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is absolutely amazing yeah that's so good <laughs> it, yes woozy of course who you discover is blind after having raced against him i believe yeah mm-hmm. which is <laughs> brilliant brilliant <laughs> so good so good. I love the the slow reveal throughout the cutscenes that, and and this is probably testament to maybe slagging off CJ's driving and video game skills because you, <laughs> you obviously beat, you know you, you race against them. Yeah. You play uh, some video games against them. You meet them uh, and they're they're both doing that and uh, Woozy keeps winning. Yeah. Mm. But then you soon realize that uh, Woozy's helpers are actually so when he he's making the golf uh, he's putting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
he's moving the cup to catch the ball. Uh, and then when CJ takes the, the shot, he moves the, the, the cup away. <laughs> and then there's a moment they're playing blackjack together. Yeah. And he goes, right, hit me, hit me, hit me. He goes, I'm going for a five-card hand. Yeah. He goes, right, did I win? He goes, no, mate, you got, you got 47. Yeah. And he says, CJ, you're bad luck. Usually when I'm playing with the other guys, I win every time. <laughs> so he soon realized that, that the guys are actually, yeah. his helpers are just oh, letting him win. So good. You've got to keep the boss happy. Luck, yeah. Yeah, exactly. This luck is actually <laughs> is actually them helping him out in a, in a whole different way that doesn't happen with CJ. Oh, so brilliant. Um, a fantastic, just great character. Yeah. Oh, that is so good, so good. Oh, man, I think that's what I think that's giving me the drive now, just to get to this section of the game, so I can witness this again. Is this spoilers for you? No, no, it's have not. You, no, no, do we have no, to stop no, now. No, for you no, no. I, I, I have fin- like <laughs> I have finished San Andreas. I have finished that's San Andreas. So, um, yeah, uh, no, that's that's incredibly cool. I like that. <laughs> uh, and next time you get to San Fierro, Gary, I'll, I'll just quickly share one of my favorite um, extracurricular activities to do. Um, <laughs> it's, the f- I, it's the first, um, I mean, it's not the first airport you come across, but it was the first city where I first like got into one of the jets at the airport yeah. and went for a flyabout. And I would, having been chased unceremoniously out of Los Santos and out of Grove Street, I would take a jet from um, the airport in San Fierro. I would climb to the highest altitude possible in game. I would fly over Grove Street. I would then free fall down towards uh, CJ's house, parachute (laughs) at the last moment, Uzi's out, blast some ballers, and then... (laughs) 60% 60% of the time, the game wouldn't actually um, spawn any ballers. It would just be like your neighbor sitting on his porch. But <laughs> so uh, you mowed down anyway. <laughs> yeah. He, he just got some lead in it. Very confused. Um, but uh, yes, that, that was uh, <laughs> when I discovered flying in San Fierra. That was uh, a highlight yeah. of mine. Uh, that is cool. That is very, very it's, cool. It, and maybe uh, GTA Online is trying to capture this, but I love back in the day when either you yourself or you and your mates would come up with different ways of playing yeah, games. Yeah. yeah. I remember sitting with my N64 with Goldeneye and we would play Get Odd Job because uh, mm. he was too small to shoot. You were only allowed uh, hand pistols. Yeah. Um, and you'd, one person was Odd Job just had to run around and take out everybody. It was kind of like top fun, really. Yeah. It was like, like a jet against a bunch of bikes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was extremely, it was well balanced. It was great fun. But that was us for absolute hours. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can see that just dive bombing Grove Street in a in a <laughs> yeah. liner uh, would be That's so cool. would be what little Michael would get up to on his, <laughs> his Friday night after his homework. Very much so. Very much so. It's it's good having those ridiculouses. Yeah. Um, we we kind of glanced over and we saw uh, quite a ridiculous character, and I think it's a little bit of a callback to. Um, to Vice City, you can definitely see this character in the, the Vice City is, is Juicy B. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and some of the, the missions he gets because he kind of ties together with um, with Mike Torino as well. Yeah. Um, so Torino really starts popping up all over the place here. Um, and you get the phone call uh, where Juicy B gets the phone call um, with, um, oh, what's this guy? T-Bone, uh, his yep. muscle, his, his, his bodyguard. Yeah. Uh, to go and find, um, to go and find uh, Mike Torino and it, it's it's one of the, I think first examples of of like an an open mission in that you get in the car you just start driving and you're mm. getting you're getting clues 
going along and it, with a little bit of misdirection as well. So you, mm. I, I can hear like I can hear what is it? I think planes is the first one. So you know, okay, it's close to the airport, but yeah, you get you, it's able to narrow down, and the characters in real time are saying turn right, turn left, go straight ahead. Um, and again, I think that was one of the the main kind of like mind blows for me back in 2005, six or whatever it was. I I first started playing this that the technology had caught up with such a way or the the inventiveness of a mission structure it caught up in such a way that you're able to just go out there and you don't know where you're going mm. you're just listening to the dialogue to bring it along yeah. again yeah yeah huge kudos to rockstar for this mm-hmm. absolutely but there's a few few kind of missions uh, uh through there leading to mike torino faking his own death hmm. and kind of disappearing for a little while so things get a little bit hot for him and this is around about the time that we kind of dispatch rider yes yes we mm. do it's it's one of those great missions that you go out with with Caesar. Um uh there's there's a few different factions, a few different families all all there at once. And I think it's a boat chase, yeah. uh, a boat chase mm. that you get into with with Ryder. Um mm-hmm. two of you go out there yeah. and only one of you comes back. Yeah. And that's the end of, of Ryder. Mm-hmm. Oh Ryder. Which it, it it's a bit of a fitting end, I, I suppose, for him. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's you always get the fact, I mean, especially when he's trying to dig up his garden to find stuff that he's buried. You know, he's trying to figure out why he never he never got through high school and there's there's multiple reasons that that could be. Um, Ryder's just, he's, he's, again, in the grand kind of story of this, he's, he's quite small time uh, mm. and really being used as, yep. a, as a pawn. He's been got to by Big Smoke. Um, and you know what, CJ sees the opportunity and, and kind of takes him out. Mm. and there's a little bit of remorse there as well i think from cj yeah no don't think he enjoyed that one i think so and i think also there's a theory that perhaps um smoke was always going to be the big reveal in terms of betrayal um but perhaps based on some of the dialogue and some of the way the story set up there's some suggestion that perhaps rider was a later addition to the betrayal and I think mm. what you've just said there about he's unfortunately not the sharpest tool in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, he's barely <laughs> in the toolbox. He's, you know, I think that is what makes him, unfortunately, a very easily led, uh, very vulnerable character for an organization like Crash and for people like Tenpenny yeah. to, to take advantage of. Yeah, very much so. Just an unfortunate kind of victim mm-hmm. within within this uh, yeah. as well. Um, and it, it's it's one of those kind of moments that you do have as a player, you know, you come back from that mission and you do, you have that kind of quieter moment of reflection, really. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, um, it's not one of the more kind of fun or memorable GTA missions. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's definitely very, very much one of the more important ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. bittersweet moment. Yeah, absolutely. Small moment there just for Ryder. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <gonna> go. <laughs> moment of silence, please. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before we finish up in San Fierro, we get yep. another price of admission mission uh, from Woozy. Uh, nice. And we have a little bit of a chat with him around um, Can You Swim? <laughs> and <laughs> I, d- I don't think I quite picked up on what this, yep. this was kind of saying because... Uh, I kept on going to the mission marker and it kept on saying, you've got to get your swimming uh, skill up to be able to get into this. And I was like, what? So Q, I I think directly from the mission marker, Q about half an hour to 45 minutes 
I just yeah, yeah. lobbed myself straight into the harbour and <laughs> up I swam and down I swam and up I swam and down I swam. Um, and I think that was my only time of the day that I was going to yeah. play. I think I had like a half an hour or an hour spare and I thought, right, I'll put this on. I'll do a wee mission. It's starting to get quite interesting. There's uh, Vietnamese gangs coming in mm. um, uh, and threatening Woozy. And then, you know, he's asking me to get out. I thought this, yeah. is, this is, you know, a fun part of the game. Um, so I put it on. I was like, right half an hour 45 minutes before lunch and I'll, I'll get this done and then the first thing i the only thing i could get done that day was just like <laughs> mash x swimming up and down oh, yeah. this harbor um until my skill went up and i don't even think i got it done in that one session it was one of the most disappointing um half hours or, or so with uh with gta i think i think i'm right in saying that um gta san, san andreas was the first time you i think i'm right in saying it's the first time you had a proper kind of skill yeah. point aspect where mm-hmm. your you know your your actual driving handling would change based on how high your driving skill was and there are a yep. number of ways in which i think that was implemented very well let's be honest guys maybe the swimming up and down for 45 <laughs> minutes wasn't one of them yeah no i wonder what they were expecting that we would have done in order to to get there naturally by that point i think i think it's um i think it's a thing that happened a lot in uh games of this era like uh, the other one that jumps to mind is metal gear solid 3 snake eater in terms yeah. of the amount of mechanics that they had in this game um like mm-hmm. in san andreas with all the rpg mechanics with uh like um you had to watch your weight you had to go to the gym you had to exercise mm-hmm. you could develop your driving skills your shooting skills your flying skills everything yeah. like that there were so many things to keep on top of and it was kind of almost the same in uh, Metal Gear 3 with um, the fact that, like, if you got injured, you had to heal yourself, but you had to yeah. have the right equipment to heal yourself. And, yeah. like, uh, um, you had to use, like, the X-ray room mode to find out, like, it's like, okay, like, I've broken my arm, so I need, my sp- I need a splint, a bandage, and a few other things in order to heal that. Um, yeah. You had to eat to keep your stamina mm-hmm. up. And... I don't like I think it's another thing that is overwhelming about San Andreas as well is the amount of mechanics that are in it. Yeah. And um yeah, it's just it's almost going from like something very stripped back and basic of like Vice City. I mean the biggest change in mechanic there was the property purchasing in mm-hmm. Vice City and then just opening up into okay, you basically have like it's basically a Tamagotchi. A glorified mm. Tamagotchi yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that you've got to keep alive. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a really good way of looking at yeah. it. Um, I think San Andreas is the first one that kind of had Marmite kind of parts of it. Yeah. Um, you know, you you speak to certain people that um, that you know you say, "What do you think of San Andreas?" They go, oh, "I just didn't like all that stuff. I didn't play. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to go to the gym every mm. two minutes. I didn't want to have to go and yeah. eat to get my health back. Kind of <laughs> every two minutes." Um, Whereas you, I don't believe you get that with with three or Vice City. No. You know, you speak about three and Vice City; they don't have a like quote unquote annoying mechanics like that, um, mm. which is very interesting. Because the first kind of few playthroughs you, you do maybe of San Andreas, y- you do get distracted with those things. Yeah. Mm. However, my my most recent playthrough, I, I've just been going straight down the story, not doing any side missions, uh, only having to do the things to get through the price of admissions. Yeah. Um, and I went to the 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 gym a couple of times right at the start because yeah. you'd have to drive past it a couple of times yeah uh, so on the way back to go and save i would i would go through uh and i would do that i got maximum muscle yeah. in about three visits i think yeah mm. i didn't go back to the gym once and i kept 
Uh, it was just just little bits of that down. I still had like 75% muscle yeah. um, by the time I finished the entire story. So really, those things are there and they, they are implemented and they are spoken about in the game. But they're actually, they're not that necessary for you to to be able to or to have to go through the game in the way that you, you necessarily want it to. So actually, you can do it without those things and yeah. it will still play out exactly the same way. I mm. think much of it is kind of peripheral. Um, I... I <laughs> I'm thinking about obviously the fat mechanic, um, which is probably my favorite. I mean, I'm <laughs> thinking of I'm thinking of a time when I was in, I mean, not that long ago, so late 20s, an adult human being, and I'm playing as CJ, morbidly obese in his underwear with a shotgun in a clucking bell. Um, what's going on in my life there? Um, but uh, yes, I, I, I will give them credit. I think in a... a with a few of these mechanics, and I'm thinking particularly of the fat one, um, they did slip in little bits of dialogue here and there. Um, I was just a way to say that. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think there's one, if I'm right in saying this, Gary, I think there's one um, near the end of the game to, when there's riots kicking off. We'll get into that shortly. Um, he's he's running down the street and it's words to the effect of, when they said I had to get in shape, this isn't what I had in mind. Um, <laughs> there's, they did um, slip in things yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a dialogue between, like, this is before you find out that um, that uh, Big Smoke has uh, betrayed you and you're doing mm. some mission for him. And uh, if you fail the mission because your fat level is above 50%, I think, yeah, <laughs> Big Smokes tells you, you should go to the gym, man. And then, <laughs> and then CG's like, oh, that's rich coming from you. <laughs> Big Smoke of all people. <laughs> So after after our set of missions with Woozy and stuff like that, there's a few kind of other optional ones. Um, there's a school one, says here, back to mm. school. So learn some advice, advanced driving techniques. So obviously playing mm. into the mechanics that we were just yep. speaking about there. And then uh, we've got a few ones for Caesar as well. Uh, so zero again, steal a car with a tracking system, test drive, steal and test some racing cars with Caesar. Uh, custom fast track, so basically still in a car from the containers to the dock and beat the security guards. And then mm. finally, puncture wounds, which uses a stinger to steal the um, startum. Uh, and then that brings us on to the desert set of missions in Bowen County. Mm. Yeah, so this is where we, we, we start getting tested, or CJ gets tested um, with a, a few different... Th- kind of things I, I think maybe a little bit of his character is getting tested as well as some skills and uh, he starts getting some mm, mysterious yeah. phone calls um which leads to a great um monster truck race we soon realize that mike torino has uh has actually not died in a helicopter crash um but he's <laughs> he actually not. been looking after sweet and this is where we i think we hook back onto the story um mm. And it really starts to pull us yeah. back toward, even though there's still a, a huge section of story left, but it gives us, uh, yeah. CJ uh, and the player, a little bit more of a drive to go, yeah, okay, no worry. I, I remember where we're at. Yep. Here's our mechanic to get back into that. You take care yeah. of Sweet and I'll yeah. do whatever you need to do. Um, and like you say earlier, maybe there's some some elements being cut out, but we, we definitely get some X-Files style missions uh, that the truth pops up in quite a lot. No less than uh, having to break into a certain military base, um, <laughs> go down a few levels, 
select a, a yeah. jetpack and fly out of that silo, which has got to be which is mission of the game. Now, we've not talked about the last mission, which is yeah. mission of the game, but um there's yep. it's it's <laughs> up there. It's one of the most iconic missions out there. Yeah. Like it, if you think of San Andreas, like that mission instantly pops to mind, or the jetpack instantly pops to mind. So, um, yeah. So the uh, the name of the mission is Black Project, and uh, the area that you have to infiltrate is Area Sixty Nine. Yes, it is. Good old you, Rockstar. You must have been up all night with that yeah. one. That's uh... <laughs> some some of these things just fall right into their lap. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. San Pedro's baseball team is called the Swingers, and it's yeah. just stuff like that. It's just too easy to write. I mean, yeah, just brilliant. It's very cool. just great. It's very very yeah. It's very very cool. But yeah, just that that mission, um, just flying out of Area Sixty Nine with the jetpack, and I don't like so my CJ towards the end, like uh, I went the big muscle mm-hmm. uh, CJ. I had a fro. Nice. I had a goatee nice. and uh, I had just uh, just camo shorts. That was it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so flying out of area, area, area 69 <laughs> like that was excellent. <laughs> Guys, I'm not saying that maybe security needs to have a look at, uh, a look at themselves, <laughs> but essentially a man who for many players will still be in a white vest and blue jeans yeah. and has just taken out like yeah. the u.s military's like top commandos guarding uh, all their secrets yeah. and gone off with the jetpack i don't know i think take a yeah, look at yourself I, I think so i think that's that's part of the uh the, the army in those games always has a huge element of incompetence. I mean, the fact that yeah. one man with a, like a semi-automatic weapon can steal a tank in Vice City <laughs> from the main street yeah, downtown yeah. Um, just yeah. shows you what um, what the Grand Theft Auto world thinks of its military. Yeah, stormtroopers. They're the stormtroopers <laughs> of there. Uh... They really yeah. are. They really are. <laughs> Yeah, we get some we get some absolutely amazing stuff. We're, we're jumping out of planes. Uh, yep. The truth is heavily involved in this as well, which makes me think that the the truth is maybe up to something else, or, or you know has had um, dealings in some other ways. Yeah. Um, this kind of brings us back to Woozy, um, and w- as we meet in mm. San Fierro, was we rekindle our our partnership with him uh, in his casino. Yeah, moving up in the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much, very much so. And you know, we spoke earlier about Kent Paul and Maka. Um, this is a, a truth mission that we get uh, just as we get into San Fierro, go out and collect those guys. And um, yeah. we bring them back to um, mm. Caligara's palace yeah. where we meet a character known as Rosie. Yeah. Um, but we know him as... Ken Rosenberg. Ken Rosenberg. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Gal's favorite character. <laughs> he really is. He's just, oh, he's just that embodiment of of just weaselness that I think is just absolutely fantastic yeah. in that kind of criminal underworld. Um, again, I, I don't know why, but he's he's been entrusted by several families as a neutral party, yep. um, basically to run things out in San Fierro so that there's no mm. like turf war over this conjoined, this uh, like group project that they have. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's 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 been in rehab. This is where he and Tommy kind of split ways. Tommy essentially mm. ghosts him when he goes he goes into rehab. Um, Tommy just goes off and does his own thing. Yeah. Whether we find out at some point what that is, I don't know. Uh, he's not really mentioned in this game too much other than a, a few nods. Yeah, um, I was, was waiting to ask, like, do we know where Tommy is at this point in time? Or is... 
I, I don't believe so. We can maybe do a little hunting, or if anybody wants to email in yeah. uh, grandtheftpodcast at gmail.com if they've got any sightings of Tommy Versetti yeah. or, or, or know where he's gone off. Uh, but at the time of recording, yeah. we're not sure. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Rosenberg's in a, a little bit of a a tight spot, really. Yeah. Uh, and he's got two bumbling buffoons uh, following him around yeah. um, until he meets CJ. And CJ seems to really kind of, again, pull everything together because... CJ's a, a problem solver. He knows how to get things done. Mm, yeah. He knows how to interpret what he's being told. And you know what? There may be like a, a Fight Club style ending to this game or a, another alternate version of this game where maybe some of these guys don't exist. And, you know, CJ's just looking at stuff and he sees he sees somebody sitting in the corner that looks like Ken Rosenberg. And yeah. Ken Rosenberg saying, you need to take down this this these families. And CJ's just like, I'm going to go take down these families. <laughs> off he goes. <laughs> Uh, off he goes and does uh, and does what he needs to do full hat thieves love him <laughs> be fantastic if it was just all in cj's mind awesome um a couple of names that are like popping out the mm. main one that i'm seeing is salvatore leone yes yes obviously sir. massive callback to gta3 or a call forward if whichever way you're playing these mm -hmm. you get introduced to these like kind of sections of the game so it's kind of like bringing you back up to speed with uh the events of what are going to lead into three obviously with Catalina, Claude, and now Salvatore Leon as well. So mm. it's very, very cool. Like um, CG gains the trust of Salvatore Leon to gain uh, inside access and also to help Ken escape from uh, a life or death situation on his on a job they were doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's hard for CG to, to gain that trust. I mean, all he's got to do is stand up no, right, no, no. upright, uh, not be masturbating in a corner, um, and, and really... Yeah be able to show that that he can get a job done um and yeah i mean there's i i think there's not just a callback to to liberty city but a full-blown section in liberty city which is a great i mean so good <laughs> so so good if san andreas isn't big enough and uh, is not yeah. uh, blown your mind enough but you oh, get yeah. to go back to not just Liberty City, but snow-covered Liberty City as well. I love the fact that they've just covered it in snow just to make it look a little bit different, just to, to give yeah. it a different bit of a feel. Um, and yeah, and you get to, to run around in Liberty City for a little while. Yeah, so it's like a tiny little section of Portland that you get to kind of run about in. And the mission is uh, St. Mark's Bistro, which if you remember mm. from GTA 3, that's the one where you trip out that car for 8-Ball. That's right. And yeah. park it there, and it blows up... Um, killing i can't remember who it is but it kills kills someone uh yep. but yeah mm. uh, it's just it's just a total like mind blow kind of moment like it's it's almost like taking like when you first play gga3 and then you realize that uh, you hear this radio report saying oh the second island's open up now what there's a second island yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay and then it happens again in like a in gga3 and you're like wow this is ace but like this just takes it to a whole new mm. level. It's like you've been playing this whole game in this one kind of like city, state area. Mm. And uh, yeah, you get to go back to an area that you've been before. It's like, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like coming home. Like it it's coming back to an area that you're very, very familiar with. And it's, it's so cool. It's like possibly one of my favorite moments. And the genius of towards the end of the game, putting in a little bit that makes you go, Oh, I want to go and play GTA yeah. 3 after this. Yeah, very much. Um, it's like just completing that yeah. circle. It's so good. It is so good. It is. It's a lovely moment. Um, 
that you get to do. Just a lovely little bit of fan service, uh, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but drives the story on yeah. beautifully. Um, because it's it's around about this time that we start to get a couple of beat, like story beats that we get through there. Um, yeah. Especially with, with re-meeting Mad Dog. Yeah. Because um, this, this is a mm. part that we've just been back to, to Liberty City um yes on a, on a job but this is the part where where cj felt that he was right out of everything so yeah. maybe his his mind's being mm. kind of brought back into that kind of way even though he's just told everyone no nah, he's he's back in the family he's back for good um he gets his head turned by liberty city maybe a little bit yeah then he sees mm. mad dog saves yeah. mad dog yep um from those two absolute morons who pop up twice i, I absolutely love both of their appearances who've got a, a bet on whether mad dog will will jump off the top of the building or not um and um yeah. he also turns up later on which uh in the the planning of the casino heist um when when they're they're in the like the secret uh room for doing that but everybody turns up because everybody's heard about it but yeah he sees mad dog and he sees that he sees an opportunity cj straight away and instantly yeah. just goes look you mm. get yourself sober you drop some off at a, a rehab uh, clinic says so get yourself sober if you're needing a manager give me a shout yeah so cj is instantly mm. looking at a uh, uh, way he's maybe he's in this new kind of frame of mind that actually he could be a businessman he's looking at a way of bettering himself mm. getting himself yeah. out of the hood or staying out of the hood now that he's back out of it um yeah. as yeah. opposed to kind of like letting himself being drawn back too much into that um i think his his whole no i'm back for good it wasn't necessarily him making that up but yeah. i don't think his heart was fully into that when he was when he was saying that and mm. this is meeting my dog like I say is is a little bit of a a, a shift in character for yeah. for cj yeah. definitely definitely so I was never on a hotel roof in Las Venturas. <laughs> They're just hating on a player. <laughs> Mad Excellent. Dog, of course, the legendary ice So good, so good. So yeah, we've got, um, yeah, just in this section, we've got a few missions to do for the triads. We've mentioned some of the stuff we do with the Mafia. We've got Mad Dog as well. We do have a couple of missions with Crash as well, which, mm. uh, which yes. ends with uh, the mission high noon which we have to chase and kill uh, eddie pulaski finally he's he's arguably more annoying than tenpenny yeah tenpenny's yes. a horrible character yeah but he's the little school bully that's like hiding behind the, the exactly. bigger boy yeah. and, and and trying to wind up and even when he's he's left by himself once you take out henderson for uh snitching yeah. um and you're 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 digging the grave um He's he's still sitting there yap yap yapping away, yeah. um, and I, I, yeah, a, a little bit of a chase now. How did this work out for you? Because the, the last time I played this was utterly fantastic. The usual rubber banding. I mean, Rockstar is very good at um, <laughs> making sure that you're aware that or making you you hunt something that you know you can't catch. It's definitely the rabbit around the the racetrack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I was chasing them down for absolutely ages, and we got uh, alongside a river. Yeah. <laughs> and i don't know where it was supposed to end or how it's supposed in fact well i know how it's supposed to end yeah. um but i don't know where it was supposed to end because um the only time i've done it plosky hits another car yeah he went flying into the river and just basically the car slowly sunk down and then mission passed <gasps> so i didn't that get a brilliant. <laughs> so my only experience was a car oh. crash and he, he drowned in it so i didn't technically technically kill him that's uh Jeez. that's one of those great examples of the game depending on how you play it, coming up with unexpected scenarios. I mean, I had a similar situation in GTA 3 with 
the revenge mission when you're going to take out uh, Salvatore. Yeah. And I ha- just by fluke on one, of- I didn't uh, grenade him. I did not snipe him. Yeah. I followed him. Or I set up a lorry along the route that he was going to go along and then shoved his car off the cliff edge down towards the beach. He got out and was just running (laughs) along the beach sands (laughs) with me chasing him down with a shotgun. You know, similar situation. It's one of those things you could never plan. It's just a fluke, a brilliant fluke that the game gives you. I think we're learning a lot about you. Yeah, I, think, I mean that's that's like an hour's worth of setup just to torture yeah. this poor guy to run along the beach. Uh, but listen, yeah. I spent a long time in that train quiet coach playing GTA. Yeah. I'm going to be very careful how I edit this. Uh, awesome, awesome. So yeah, after after the. After the stuff uh, in uh, Los Venturas, um, we are basically gearing up to return home. Yeah. Mm. We go back to, to reclaim Mad Dog's mansion, which takes yes. us back mm, to Los do. Santos. Uh, that yeah. he, he essentially swapped for some, for some drugs, whatever, yeah. uh, whatever uh, Mad Dog's um, poison was. But um, yeah, they decide to go back in. And again, a fantastic mission because it's a great great mansion to go through and you just got yeah. lots of different cool areas of people sitting around playing video games uh there's a yeah. great studio mm. in there as well um and you've just got to go through and pick your way through it taking folk out on the way it's it's very nice the fact that, like um like i think we we discussed this on one of the earlier episodes that like um like the mechanics and the the controls of these games haven't aged too well as no. these times have gone on and stuff like that but introducing something like a stealth section into yeah into this game mm. like mm. Uh, it was like it was a complete game changer um like the fact that like obviously other games were probably doing it better at the time like mm-hmm. metal gear and splinter cell and stuff like that but uh but yeah for rockstar to say no but like we're, we're gonna give it a shot and stuff like that and like um yeah it worked for that mission i i would say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very much it, it's true what you say there it's 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 insane that you can switch on one game this is why it's my desert island game you can switch on one mm. game and you've got a racing game. The same game will give you a flight simulator, mm. you know, very loose, but um, the same game will give you a shooter. The same yeah. game will give you uh, whatever it is. It's there. It's, you know, it's got elements of stealth in, in there as well. And you can use that elements of stealth in any way, shape or form that you like. You can do that with, you know, pedestrians um, yeah. as well yeah. as in the, the appropriate mission. So for it to be for it to be that tight um and you know we've mentioned the the frequency of of the the um of the trilogy um it it took rockstar and i think there's there's uh you know a bit sloppy here two years to come up with this game uh considering it was what what it was 10 months or something uh it was a year between release dates but they they started a couple of months afterwards um two years to build one of the probably still the biggest games that we've we've probably seen mm. um and again one of the most influential games uh in, in with certain ways yeah. that you know mechanics and things that we've talked about in storytelling mechanics that we've talked about uh came from san andreas yeah it is the highest selling ps2 game ever mm-hmm. 
yeah i can see why mm. i can still see the the advert uh and seeing the advert on tv with uh welcome to the jungle playing cj yep. walking towards you with a, a rocket launcher over his shoulder and them intercutting different explosions and, and yeah. mayhem behind yeah. and me just going i need to play that i need to be in that world and having the heat of the sun everything's very yellow like it's yeah. really oversaturated especially early yeah. on when you're yeah. in los santos and, and, and that's part of that nostalgia that's part of the i want to go back and i want to almost feel that heat mm. um incidentally it was it was promo shots like that that made my parents presumably go yeah no he does not need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah. lucky i was like i was 23 when that came out um, nice. so nice. i was very lucky that i was uh, i was able to waste my own hard anniversary <laughs> on it i um, that's fair yeah yeah no i was very much like i convinced my mom uh, it was the same way I convinced my mom that I needed a Limp Bizkit album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've talked about yeah. This is your... I mean, you were a crafty young one, really, weren't you guys? Yeah, I'm like, yeah I, I basically just... I was justified to my mom saying that. It was like, oh, yeah. Like, they need to have the swearing in uh, the songs. They need to have the violence in them and stuff. It's just part of it. Like, it's, it does, it's not like... Like I don't take anything from it. It's just what it is. Yeah. So like that. It's art, man. Yeah. And then my mum was like, "Oh, okay, okay." So <laughs> I I managed to get GTA three because of that and Vice City, I think. But by the time San Andreas came out, I think I was old enough to mm. um to buy it. I think. I mean, nice. yeah, that's nice. that's I can just imagine little Gary with his little beard. No, this is new. Everybody else is getting to play it. Yeah, everyone else is listening to Limp Bizkit. What can I? (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yep. Um, Cool. So yeah, we we get back to uh, we get back to Los Santos, um, and we get uh, Mad Dog's mansion back. We get Mad Dog back on track. Um, to the point that uh, we find OG uh, and we find the lyric book as well. Yes. And that's when Mad Dog all of a sudden clicks and realizes where he's heard an awful lot of that, um, those mm. lyrics from yeah. in the, the music videos and stuff. Yeah. And um, he, gets his, he gets his mojo back. Yes. yes, he does. He does indeed. But the whole thing is really, it's quite bittersweet for, oh, excuse the pun, um, for CJ because Sweet gets released from, from jail around this yeah. time. Uh, Torino, true to his word, has protected yeah. him uh, mm. and does get him out. And it, it, there's a wonderful, you know, a little bit of dialogue. And again, it's just one of those little kind of turning moments that the first thing CJ says is, man, let's go and get you some new clothes and, and you know, get you yeah. some stuff. And he's like, no, 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 take me home. Yeah. Take me mm. home. He goes, like, yeah, yeah, cool. We've got this mansion. No, no, no. no. Take me back to grocery. Yeah. Sweet never left grocery. Yeah. He spent some yeah. time in yeah. jail, um, but he never leaves and never turns his back yeah. on that. Whereas CJ, CJ never never came back to Grove Street, even though he said he yeah. would at the start of the game. And he said, you know, this is me back here. He went to San Fierro. He started, he you could see the success he could do. Uh, he could set up with him, with Kendall and, and Caesar in, the, in that business there. He went through. He's now part owner of a casino. He's now got. Uh, he's now manager of a of a huge uh, rap star yeah. mm. with a, a recording studio and huge mansion. Yeah, yeah. It's a very different um, CJ that we we yeah. pick up with, or in a very different CJ and Sweet relationship we pick up with. Absolutely. Um, and unfortunately, we do go back to to Grove Street and see what's yeah. happened. And yeah. And it's just really it's it's quite sad when you see it even even for us who's only been there for a few hours necessarily we've only known that story for a few hours but you see how how badly mm. the other other gangs have kind of taken yeah. over and 
and how badly Grove Street family is is you know hit the hit the gutter really and um I think that's the moment that the the end game kind of yeah. kicks yeah. in and that's when CJ says right okay here we go let's let's clean up the streets yeah. they go around and confront B Dub uh, from yes. earlier who as we see he's basically the like the drug uh, mule he's he's like the way in for all uh-huh. these drugs um they talk about big bear early on and they you know he must have been like one of the biggest and baddest yeah. uh, guys on the in the whole grove street family uh who's been reduced to basically cleaning toilets for yeah. this guy for for free drugs um mm. and they they mention it early on that you know we've all been there guys <laughs> who hasn't <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't done that then I think you need to find a new podcast, really, and this is not the podcast for you. But, um, yeah, even, like, Big Bear turns around and goes, nah, not anymore. Um, So they, they, Mm. as the the last mission that you see him Mm. on, they beat down on B-Dup. Yep. And that kind of kicks off uh, the last kind of endgame where we we decide, right, let's go after smoke. Time to take back what's ours. Yeah, take grocery back. So, uh, yeah, you've got... um, Grove for life, uh, claim two areas uh, of Idlewood from the ballers. Uh, then you have riot. So drive for Grove Street uh, uh, from the mansion and witness the riot. So there's referencing mm. the the Ellie riots that happened in real life in 1992. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah. the last few missions for Sweet, Lost Desperados, uh, retake uh, Vasily Lost... Um, Azteca from the Vargos or the Vargos mm-hmm. mm. and then end of the line which is the the last mission which uh, yeah it's a it's another it's another Daisy like um all three of these games yeah. have some like just grand final mission that yeah. really just tests the player with everything they've learned from uh, from mm-hmm. the start into the end and this one is this one's a doozy it is the mm. that whole section that you just uh gone through there is just i mean you'd be hard pushed for a game maybe of that generation or or any generation to have such a condensed awesome mission list uh, i mean going through going through the 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 various los aztecas with uh with caesar uh you've only you've got a really small crew they you know they reference that at the start it's like oh, is this all we can get i'll, I'll see yeah. if i can drum up a couple of people but you know you have to fight your way through this neighborhood mm. uh down alleys with with people coming at you um and then get yeah. away from it there at the end there's um you got to make sure that and the mechanic we've not spoken mm-hmm. about is the turf wars mm. you're going to make sure that you own yep. a certain amount of the area um which kind of uh, is a little bit of a bloat a little bit of a price of admission yeah however um, I didn't feel it got in the way. I actually really, really enjoyed yeah. doing that and just getting waves and waves of bad guys and figuring out where I can stand. Survival that you get in, in GTA yeah. Online yeah. now as well. It's it's a very similar kind of mission structure. It's very, very cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it all kicks off when Tenpenny gets let off, mm. um, which is, yeah. like you say, it, it, it parallels. There, there's some distinct differences from from the, the historical um, yeah. LA mm. riots from back in the, the early 90s. Um, but the, I think the sentiment, I think, is what Rockstar is going for. There is, is you know, corrupt cops get off, yeah. and yeah, the the game goes into riot mode, um, yeah. with lots of lots of um, parallels to it with looting and and uh, you know cars mm-hmm. being blown up, buildings being burnt down. It turns to CJ and and Sweet to be able to to go through and and have to to yeah. to take their own action. 
I think it's it's the first time I can remember in that uh, in the in the GTA 3D era where an event in the game fundamentally changes the environment outside of missions as well mm-hmm. for you know for a yeah. good probably well when you're younger playing it a couple of days playing through yeah. some of those missions uh, all of los santos is in chaos um yeah. and it's yeah. really creative how things that are happening in the mission are bleeding through into the reality you're living in los santos as a whole mm-hmm. it's a really good shout actually we, we've spoken a couple of times around um you know you you pull off an assassination or yeah. you, you kill a, a mm. mob boss in something and you get a radio message about it and you yeah. know people always yeah. reference that kind of thing uh, as the the game giving that feedback and of your yeah. actions uh changing the world a little bit yeah but nothing is as grandiose as this, as, as game-changing as this. It's a really good shout. I think mm. it's the only time that I can personally think of. Yeah, I don't yeah, think, I think a, so. in any others. So. Um, there's none in 3, there's none in Vice City, there's none in the original 2D ones, uh, 4 or 5. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Everything everything remains relatively status quo with, yeah. with regards to the world. Yeah, um, yeah I think mm. the closest you kind of get is um, like when you blow stuff up. Uh, so like the triad fish factory in three like that always mm-hmm. that'll remain um yeah that'll remain destroyed for the rest of it the yeah. construction site in vice city as well yeah yeah a really interesting point it's it's, it's well worth um yeah well worth mentioning that mm-hmm. yeah so should we get into this last mission let's do it because there's there's a few things in this last mission that i think uh, uh, it again is it the best gta uh, there's we could argue this over and over again, and I'm sure we'll have yeah. many a discussion uh, with many, uh, many a guest on um, what is actually the best mission in, in GTA, and I'm, I'm sure we can <laughs> all take one and argue its point, yeah. and probably have about yeah. ten weeks worth of of yeah. um, <laughs> like a tournament. We'll maybe do it during the Euros, and we'll we'll have knockout yeah. stages and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And end of, and end of the line advances to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> just, I think it's safe to say, just another classic slow motion John Wick, all guns blazing finale. Yeah. It's th- there's there's a couple of things here that I think um, that's worth pointing out. First of all, yeah. it, it, anybody who's listening to these podcasts know that I love a multi level mission. Uh, I love yeah. a mission that starts mm. one thing and then just grows arms and legs and turns into about a thousand different things as well. And I think this is yeah. one of the the best examples of, of that t- kind of type of mission as well. Um, I think going between this up to four, I think yeah. this is where uh, purists would maybe argue with me, but I, I definitely think where checkpoints uh, could and should come in because if yeah. you fail this mission, and <laughs> believe me, I have failed this mission in about every single way that you can possibly think of. Um, <laughs> it's it's a long one, and it, it does become a bit of a struggle, a bit of a thought yeah. after the fourth or fifth retry. And I mean, this is it's maybe a 15, 20, 30-minute mission, maybe mm. even longer. I'm not Potentially, sure. Potentially, yeah. Roughly uh, around about that, yeah. 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 Maybe this is where the, the necessity for, for those checkpoints mm. started to come in. Yeah, because there, I believe there is a checkpoint. I think there's one checkpoint in this mission uh, that happens roughly around about halfway, uh, which is which is cool. Mm. But um, yeah, I think the for the fact that like it is such a task to get to that halfway point. And, is that just uh, as you get out of the building? I think so. Yeah. Is that I it? Think, okay. I th- I think I think as soon as you get out of the the um, the crack den, mm. um, then I before you start uh, chasing the fire truck, I think. Mm. Go ahead. 
guy. Yeah. Yeah. Pain in the arse. <laughs> pain but, in the arse. But like, what a yeah. Pain in the arse. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's uh, let's take it from the top. So um, first of all, uh, Carl and Sweet have managed to find their uh, find where their former friend Big Smoke is hiding out. So obviously we're heading over there. So basically, it just begins a massive kind of shootout in uh, Big Smoke's kind of cracked end mm. place. Obviously, ending up with the fact that you do um, you do end up killing. Big smoke, mm. yeah. I I just remember him having like his uh his like flat jacket on as well, and he's got like got a bunch of money <laughs> with him and everything like that. So. Just playing video games with a bulletproof vest on. <laughs> yeah, as you do, as you do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, you've got to fight your way through a, a lot yeah. of a lot of waves, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of memorizing goes on. Uh, I found with this going through like each nook and cranny or doorway that you know that a bad guy's going to be jumping out at you. Um, yeah which kind of serves you you well going into mm. part two because yeah. um, you need that information uh, yeah. definitely to get your way back. But uh, after fighting your, your whole way up, he's just sitting there playing video games. CJ, I wondered, I, I was being expecting you basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole James Bond turning around, Doctor, <laughs> Doctor yeah. No with the cat. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a number nine instead. <laughs> he's got, that's a, a number nine with extra dip. <laughs> it's um, um, he's surprisingly sprightly when you're when you're chasing him around. Trying yeah, to shoot him. I know. Like, yeah. uh, and he and he he had the nerve and the audacity to tell me that I needed to lose weight for that mission. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it was maybe foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> do we think that big smokes like dying words is any redemption for him because he 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 starts off with a little bit of like oh man they got to me but yeah. then he he follows up with i just wanted power i wanted money um and he was he basically said he would do anything to get those things so he's not exactly like oh man i'm so sorry it was me you know, I, I fucked up. Um, yeah. Please forgive yeah. me. Get the family back together. You know, stay in Grove Street, that kind of stuff. He was yeah. He yeah. basically at the end went, yeah, sorry about that. But you know yeah. what? It was it was kind of fun while it lasted. It's, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. on, on the one hand, um, on the one hand, perhaps you could say he's so self-centered and manipulative that it's almost not personal. Like, you no. get the impression in his dying words that he's not personally, like, has any great animosity towards Carl. He was just a guy in the way of his ambitions, really. Yeah. And I don't... Yeah, I think it really does... Maybe I'm just looking at it too simplistically, but for me, it does just kind of boil down to just pure... The greed got to his head, the pa- mm-hmm. the power, or at least his what he thought was power got to his head and um it wasn't that he was out for he didn't necessarily have a personal vendetta against carl and the families they were just a tool for him to use to get what he wanted yeah yeah Yeah, very much it was definitely business not personal and you get the feeling that he would have screwed over maybe even cj actually he saw cj as an opportunity when he came back um i don't know if he was Mm. quite expecting that he was he was going to be quite happy or maybe he, he he didn't didn't like seeing cj back and thought oh shit you know yeah he's maybe going to rumble me for mm-hmm. this um, um yeah it's, it's interesting to see which way around but he, yeah he definitely it wasn't it wasn't personal he i don't th- even think that he he sees that there's anything 
like wrong like that i think he still sees cj as, as a friend uh kind of thing and yeah would give mm. him a mission if he could uh i think at that you know yeah. point um but yeah he just he just thinks that everyone will remember his name he just wants to leave a legacy absolutely yeah yeah that's uh yeah it was just a way to bring up that yeah so like his his last words is just yeah saying that uh, everyone will remember his name yeah and then as uh, as he as he dies carl sadly laments smoke's end muttering damn man what a waste yep what a waste yeah so yeah that's uh the roughly around about the halfway point in the mission and then and now uh we've only got one person left on our hit list yeah to go for who is frank, frank. tenpenny i mean if you, i think if you call him tenpenny the whole time he's a pretty bad guy call him frank yeah and it softens the blow a little bit yeah <laughs> good old it frank does. Right, frank right. <laughs> thanks frank <laughs> so frank's watching the whole time uh yeah yeah He's just basically there to, you know, to say thanks for for doing a bit of his own dirty work for him. Ten pennies. Yeah. Congratulating um, CJ in, in in taking out a few people that that saves ten penny doing. Um, yeah, yeah. And basically, kind of leaves him there to die and yeah, thinks that he's going to mm. get away with it. I think at that point, yeah. ten penny does indeed. But then um, from there, uh, once you've uh, once you've done that, uh, ten penny uh, has caused an explosion. Uh, the lights in the building go off and the whole place begins to burn down. You need to get the hell out of there as quickly as you can. So using night vision goggles and stuff like that. Um, and mm. you pick up them from Big Smoke once you've killed him. Use the fire extinguishers to get out of the building. And then you, all you got to do now is just follow Tempe to make sure Sweet is safe. Uh, stay close to the fire truck. So Tempe steals a massive fire truck. So this is this spoken about any other time? Can everybody... Um... Can anyone uh, remember a dialogue that that's because he just goes right? I've got a fire truck waiting for me outside. When yeah. he's speaking to <laughs> CJ, it's like, why is that as a getaway vehicle? Oh yeah, it's weird. It's it's, it's a weird one. I, I don't know. I don't know whether the fact like he maybe was just like, okay, uh, I'm gonna burn this place down. But if like shit really does go down or like uh, if something happens, then I've got something here I mean, to help deal with it. There's being but I don't, prepared and. And like, mm, yeah. have a Swiss army knife, but taking a fire truck just in case a fire gets out. Yeah. Of I think it's safe to say he's a resourceful yeah. lad. <laughs> His training is done well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> does indeed. And uh, if, yeah, so you're chasing down this fire truck and uh, does anyone get uh, Terminator 2 flashbacks? So there's a, definitely a few nods to Terminator 2 in yeah. this. Um, especially yeah. uh, there's an early big smoke uh, mission where the yeah. there's a big black uh, truck comes crashing down from an overpass bridge into the uh, yeah. into the mm. uh, what they call it, into the storm drains um, yeah. and chases you as you're on a bike as well um, mm. yeah but yeah he drives away with sweet on the on the the back of the ladder hanging off the yeah the back of the thing which is very re reminiscent in GTA 5 oh, where they five, recreate yeah. that as well um, so there is a mm. few parallels between the two of them um that they they recreate some of those missions and pay homage to their own their own work yeah absolutely yeah very very cool and then uh once you once you've chased this fire truck down leads you back into grove street but the bridge over the top of grove street tenpenny manages to crash the fire truck mm -hmm. over that uh falls down and basically injures himself fatally injures himself and yeah. succumbs to his injuries yep at the end of it and what a very unceremonious way to go for him yeah and mm. it, it would have been it would have been very like like safe for them at the end like 
10 pennies lying there and stuff like that and then just have like all the guys like over over him like pulp fiction style yeah. just shoot the hell out of him and stuff like that but no like they let him succumb to his injuries and i think that was a s- smart cho- story choice to make yeah very much it could have just been yeah like you say that that up uh, up facing camera with and then just yeah. kind of cuts to black as they all as they all kind of shoot yeah. at the same time and then roll credits it could have been quite yeah poetic i suppose in in, in the end there yeah, but they don't know. They 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 decide. You know, he becomes nothing essentially at the end. Um, yeah, which I think is mm. a really fitting end for for such a twat. Um, yeah, and <laughs> and the families all meet up. And even in the end, to the very end, he tries to justify what he's done. His attitude mm-hmm. is, yeah. "You don't understand why I did the things I did." But yes. if there had been, he yeah. says something like, "If there had been twenty of me, or if there had been fifty of me, That's this right. city would have been fine." Um, yeah, yeah. And just the pride, uh, you know, pride comes before mm-hmm. a fall. Well, in this case, a very, very literal fall yeah. that Rockstar oh, has uh, presented <laughs> for us. Um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Just the sheer pride and arrogance that he, yeah, he, he, even in his dying words he feels he needs to have the last say on why he did what he did yeah 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 it's good it's a good shout he definitely believes Mm. believes in his own his own shit really um yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and i think that's part of the reason they 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 just leave him to die on the road um Mm. you know insignificantly he shouts out to other cops um and they just ignore him they Mm. just move on so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah very much then we get them we get them all sitting around the the table and in their house um which again we get a a a heart back or a a mirroring of the end of of vice city um Mm -hmm. where they let the player know that it's not over yet yeah Yeah. and i I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying about what a brilliant ending where they the game designers really are telling you through the characters Mm -hmm. you know in one sense the game is finished in another sense it's really just beginning yes Yeah, yeah 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 which is brilliant yeah you don't get that often in other games if you look at other other games that that that's like break the fourth wall and try and tell you how to or explain how to play the game and, and give you the options mm. uh if you look at maybe something like metal gear which cinematically yeah. and narratively is great but if if, yeah. if something goes wrong, you get a phone call from otacon uh basically yeah. and just goes no don't do that don't know yeah. and it's it's yeah. basically the game designer saying we, we didn't expect you to try that um yeah so so go and stop it please. that's brilliant whereas with it, it's it's yeah. far more subtle but potentially even more powerful in in rockstar games where uh the environment can tell you you know what to do and how to do it and and, and the way it is and sometimes you just get into a car and a radio report will announce something you're like oh shit yes i can go and do this and very subtle non-intrusive um, but you get every bit of information you need from it. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm, excellent. Um, so there's there's a post-mission uh, credit scene, which is basically a phone call uh, from uh, Catalina. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So the phone rings, Carl answers it, and Carl's like, hey, what's up? Catalina is heavy breathing. Carl's like, hello? Catalina, yes, Claude. <laughs> faster harder deeper oh yes oh yes oh yes catalina you're sick get help and you carl are you jealous (laughs) and that's it (laughs) yeah of course 
she had to, they had, yeah. she had to have one last word really um yeah definitely definitely which is like so yeah going from that straight into gta 3 where catalina just leaves claude for dead yeah it's great <laughs> so yeah so that brings uh san andreas to nice nice close it does indeed um that has been Beautiful. quite a journey now we are aware that there is tons of characters and tons of of kind of subplots and, and stories that we didn't get to um yeah there is tons of honorable mentions in there um mm. that everybody has but we'd love to hear from anybody who has anything to add uh, to any of these so drop us a line at grand theft podcast at gmail.com and we will definitely get to those and cover those in a future episode so as always we owe a huge thank you to gtafandom.com they've done the work so we don't have to Okay, so it's time for some NPC dialogue. We've been down to our local Twat Cafe and we've checked our inbox and we've had an email from Michelle. Or is it Karen? We know what you're up to, Michelle, if that is your real name. <laughs> anyway, Michelle asks, following on from last week's discussion around story mode versus open world mode, how do you guys approach an open world game? Do you purely do story mode and then play around in the open world? Or do you do a little bit of mixture of both? What's your thoughts? So I think it's a really good question in that... We've talked about before how the world itself um, should add to the narrative, especially in an open world game and something that Rockstar is particularly good at. But what do you guys feel? Do you guys prefer running around afterwards after you finish the story? Or are you like start a couple of missions, unlock as much as you need and then just go uh, and get all your collectibles then? What's your, what's your, kinda, your preferences? Uh, I'm going to let uh, our guest of honor go first. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, yes is the answer. Thanks for coming, guys. Uh, no, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I think I just said this a few minutes ago, but that way in which, in one sense, the game ends at the end of the final mission and in another way, it's just beginning. And that really is the case for me. Uh, now, I do enjoy, of course, the story of the GTAs and the game mechanics and uh you know i love driving around and um actually following the mission uh the storyline mm -hmm. great but for me the game really almost begins anew once uh you get time to actually just run around in your own world i think particularly with vice city and with san andreas uh, they do quite a good job of making you feel like you're on top of the world, whereas perhaps Claude in GTA Three, uh, like he 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 gets his vengeance and that's uh, all he's out mm -hmm. for. But at the end, he's still the guy just living in a tower block. Um, whereas with Vice City and San Andreas, you feel like you can just take over the whole world. For me, and perhaps this, um, maybe this betrays the fact that I'm I'm not necessarily the biggest video gamer so much as I'm into the store, the the environments and being immersed in it. You know, my enjoyment is really about mm -hmm. feeling you're absolutely saturated in that environment, in the scenery, in the music, and the emotional connection. And I think. If you had a if you had a dictionary definition of art, and this really is getting very philosophical now, if you had like a dictionary <laughs> definition of art, it would probably be something like a creative medium that has the ability to alter your emotion or your feelings. First of all, 
that's an amazing thing just to think about essentially combinations of light mm -hmm. and color and movement and sound that literally have the ability to change how you think yeah. i would go as far as to say as when you're driving around san andreas or vice city or liberty city and you're just absorbing the city and the environment i would be as bold to say you might not find you'll find few better examples of what art is and how it can have an impact on you emotionally than the immersion of gta yeah it, it does it changes the way you think for for that time yeah. it's, it's a bit of escapism if you, can, if you can definitely get into that um and i've used grand theft auto in my past as a way of of organizing chaos when 100%. everything outside within life is going crazy uh, mm. actually I, I i can go and collect a hundred of those things it doesn't really matter what i get as a reward yeah it's just yeah. giving that organization and giving me a list of things that i can actually have control over um 100 percent. yeah and that's yeah. why i love going back to these games so much because because mm. of the the memories and nostalgia that they hold um yeah. but one of my favorite things to do ever is switch on a game that i finished GTA 5, for example, if I've 100%ed and platinum that game twice, it's just that thing. I just love that world and I'll, I'll do anything just to stay in that world, you know, any longer. And once the story is done, there's still plenty to do after that. Absolutely. Gary, what's your thoughts? Like I was going to open with saying like it's more of an age thing with myself in mm -hmm. terms of when I first started playing these games, um, it would be the case of friends would come around we'd input a bunch of cheats and we would just uh, mm -hmm. get six stars and just hmm. see how long we could survive and doing pointless stuff in these games. <laughs> uh, as I've grown older, I'm beginning to appreciate uh, a, like a, a well-written character story, um, like great narratives, uh, good story twists, everything like that. So mm -hmm. I gravitate more to, um, for more recent playthroughs of these games, gravitate more towards the kind of story points and stuff like that. And But as I'm getting older now, mm. it, it's become a thing that uh, I like to try and do everything in games that I can, yeah. that I physically can now. So I've started to do a lot more platinum trophies uh, for the PlayStation stuff I've been trying to get 100 percent in a lot of things mainly because i kind of want my games to last as long as mm -hmm. they can and get the most out of them so uh, my recent playthroughs of uh, gta 3 and vice city for like let's say the end game side of things i play through the story and then the end game stuff i just go around and mop up absolutely everything that i can so yeah. I, i'm close to 100 in gta 3 and vice city sandres will be a task I, <laughs> I know that for a fact but once i've got through the story that i think i'll enjoy going through all that a bit more and it is a huge testament to rockstar for the, creating these worlds and the fact that like we can all find something that we enjoy in these worlds whether it be going in just rampaging where it be going in through the story where it'll be going and getting collectibles mm. uh, just uh, driving from one end of the map to the next like mm -hmm. uh it tailors to absolutely everyone and uh they're they're such a unique style of it. like you have your open world games there's so many open world games out there like they are yeah. just the norm now um but it takes a real um powerhouse of a creative team to create these worlds that feel lived in that feel mm. um very relatable 
but mm-hmm. also have this like artistic style to them as well which yeah. is like it's not hyper realistic there is a bit of silliness to it there is mm. a bit of uh, like artistic flair in it as well and um yeah for just to get lost in these worlds and be instantly like just pulled in and just feel like yeah like i i belong here i feel like i belong here it's it's an interesting point that the you kind of bring up and it, it goes back to skin and michael's point as especially in San Andreas, at least when you finish the, the, the story, that's only part one of it. Part two of it is your exploration and yeah. you're, you're kind of having fun in San Andreas. Yeah. Um, that no other game quite gets right. If it, one of my most favorite games in, in recent time would have been um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. Um, and the, the post game on that one was, it was all, it, it was exploration. It was going around in the world and I, I, had great fun learning everything about in that world but by hunting down all the sprockets or taking down all the certain types of enemy all i was getting was reward yeah all i was getting was a bit of armor um or an upgraded bow or whatever it is within grand theft auto if i go around and collect all these letter parts i'm actually on a a trail of a murder that's going on here and i'm I'm getting an additional part of story that's not just a grand theft auto 5 story this is san andreas or, or los santos's mm. story um that leads me up to the um you know the side of a mountain at 7 p.m where i can see a ghost across on the other peak yeah, yeah. kind of thing you know and the world rewards you and that's something that's totally different in any other game than a rockstar game and i, I don't know why rockstar are so unique with that mm-hmm. but for some reason they've just utterly nailed it um and everything you get is not just material but it actually draws you in emotionally back into that world um, and, and adds extra depth that, that nobody else can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's such a good point. I, I mean, because materially, they've already nailed it. I mean, I heard someone describe, you know, GTA was the game we always imagined as children. Oh, it's the game where you can drive, but also you can get out and run and you can, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and you can. there's weaponry and there's swimming and there's all that kind of fun stuff you know it's the game we imagined as kids but that's just the mechanics and that's impressive they've already nailed that to then Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go the step further of actually making a compelling story and an environment that you're just saturated and lost and immersed in uh yeah i I agree it really is it's um quite something how 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 long have we been screaming for like a really decent open world star wars game but it's just exactly hijack your own ship or like have your own ship fly to different galaxies and stuff like that (laughs) all right well thank you very much for joining us this week thank you very much to our guest michael absolute pleasure guys absolute pleasure it has been an absolute pleasure and as always everybody for downloading and listening to this uh we really appreciate every single listen and every single download every single week so keep your eye open for next week's episode uh, where spoiler alert i'm sure we're going to be talking about gta 4 unless something drastic happens and gta 6 <laughs> drops in our laps in the next 168 hours <laughs> but remember while other podcasts are in school we're buying robes on the path to enlightenment until next week Keep it six stars. <laughs> <laughs>